We gotta write that down. Did you write it down? I'm, I'm someone write right it here. Down? I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> I didn't get an update yet. Go to schedule event. Wow. And and and, and it's live. All right. I don't. I can't. Huh. Can't find it, Mike. So now we got to find the old chat, pull the chat up. You can read some comments. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the FT After Hours podcast. Man, Mike, it's been a long time since we've been back in here. What's it been, like three weeks? <laughs> it seems that way. Has yeah, it been three weeks, Easter. Andre? It's been a while. And we, we, well, we, we were entitled to take our little- Oh, I know. Yep, last weekend was a big holiday in Easter. Um, so anyway, thanks for joining us. Here we are in the studio. Mike's here joining us. Uh, Wayne uh, is, uh, I think, off today, and he did some photography stuff. So uh, he'll be back on the next podcast. And joining us all the way up there in the frozen north is uh, Andre Russo. Good morning, good morning. Andre, I got to admit, like, well, we'll talk about it, but we uh, went up to the Week Signals uh, show in Toledo, and driving home... Mike, I mean, we left there. It was like a blizzard, Andre. Like coming down, I mean, just we hit a whiteout, and then we finally got you know a little bit farther south and got on seventy seven. We hit torrential rain. I mean, it was just a nightmare. Eric, Eric Monroe showed some photos last night, and he's like, "We're supposed to have this uh, practiced quad racing event today for Sunday." And he's oh, like, you're I don't kidding! Think it's gonna happen. There's snow on the ground everywhere. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I went home from my dad's at like I think it was nine thirty, ten o'clock. It was the worst driving conditions I ever encountered. I mean, it was so white I could only see twenty yards. The road was covered. Yeah, it was it was literally dumping at that time frame right here of snow. You know, it's just unbelievable. Oh, I couldn't believe it. And this morning, I mean, we were getting the snow, but nothing was really sticking. And, <laughs> and then this the, morning, I got up super early because I like to go get some coffee and get you guys some donuts and you know come down here and set everything up. And I <laughs> flipped on the the light there, you know, in the kitchen. I looked outside and everything was just like completely white, like major white. I was like, you. You got to be kidding me! This is unbelievable. And I had deer tracks in my backyard. I know this oh from my last gosh. night. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely a coating of snow. It came down in buckets. I, mean, I guess if snow could come in, yeah. in buckets, that's oh, what it was I couldn't doing believe last it. Night. I mean, here we are in April. We're supposed to have less than an inch, and it's like two inches. Uh, and yeah. I mean, it took an inch just to get the ground cooled enough. You know, that warm ground, uh-huh. and to actually start sticking. And probably had three inches and two inches accumulated. Yeah. I'm assuming. And um, you know. The cool thing was, is it's that real thick, white, heavy snow. So I'm like, it's that oh. near freezing temperature snow where the big flakes and right, right. And um, it, it would have been cool to get the the phantom out this morning, just cruise around oh, the yeah, neighborhood, beautiful. you know. With oh, but yeah. and it was stuck on the tree. They're stuck on the signs. I couldn't even read the signs coming home. I was like, yeah. wow, I yeah. blew into that. So uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into the uh, week signal show, but let's talk a little bit what's been going on. We actually got a little bit of flying in. I got a few little stories, and uh, you know, I finally got my hands on the tundra, so we can talk about that a little bit. Um, 
let's see. I guess I'll throw myself under the bus first a little bit. And as every, everybody probably knows, I have the mini tricopter and have been cranking that around and learning as much as I can. Now Wayne has one. He's got his together and he's been flying his. Um, but I was waiting on the uh, the Triumph, uh, TBS Triumph on tennis and waiting and waiting and finally got them in. Actually, I got two sets now because I ordered one. Then they went on back order, ordered from another place. I was trying to debate, see who was going to get them first. And uh, so I got two sets. So they come in the mail. I think it was after work, and I had to do a few things, but I wanted to get a flight in. So I was in a hurry. So I got everything all ready. I was pulling the old antennas off. I think Andre might have told you this story. And, uh, (laughs) Mike, you're going to laugh at me for this. And it it really is a, a, a noob thing i did you know i got in a hurry got the antenna off of the uh the receiver and i pulled the um uh the transmitter antenna off put it back on the tricopter thought everything was ready to go put the goggles on checked it out i'm like oh man great looks great picture's good get up in the air and i'm cruising around just real close kind of to the house everything was good and i'm like oh this is great you know the antenna seemed to be working good so i thought okay i'm gonna start making some high speed passes you know, down the road. So I was went down one end of the road. Everything was good. And went barreling down the other end. I was only probably five feet off the ground. I was probably doing like 80 miles an hour, heading down the road. I'm all excited, and boom, they just went instant fuzz to black, nothing. And I was just like, Whoa, what do I do? You know, and down, you know, shut the throttle down. Luckily, it just kind of came down on the road, just skidded across the bottom of the road. No problem. I was like, what just happened? So I pulled the goggles off, ran down, got the tricopter, brought it back. I'm looking at it. Everything looks good. Couldn't figure out. Thought maybe the antenna was actually a little loose. So um, put everything back on. This time I was a little more careful. So I went back up in the air a little bit, kind of cruised around, got a little ways down, down the road, and it started breaking up horribly. I was like, what is going on? Is there something wrong? Are the antennas broke? You know, I couldn't figure it out. I was getting really frustrated. So came back, pulled the goggles off, shut everything down, was checking everything out, looked at my head plays, and realized, Mike, I never put the antenna on the receiver on my goggles. There was no antenna on it. Oh, my gosh. I was in amazingly surprisingly even you know at a, a pretty good distance that is receiver, that hard on the goggles at all well you actually can burn I, up your receiver that's what i that thought because the output's open yeah you know, for and anytime you have an open output for the load on an antenna it can it, be destructive it, yes the, exactly and, I, and that's the first thing i thought oh man i probably burn it up it's gonna be no good <laughs> So, okay, it gets it gets better. So I'm like, what an idiot I am. How could I possibly do that, right? So I, I get the antenna and I put it on. I'm flying around again, but same, same kind of thing. Like I'm getting out of ways and it, it didn't cut out, but it was breaking up really bad. And I'm like, I know these antennas are good. I've heard nothing but good things about them. Everybody I talked to, you know, I was getting a little disappointed. So I come back, check everything, whatever, go back out, same thing. So, I don't know, maybe three, four days later, I'm chatting with David, you know, and we're talking about the antennas, and I'm telling him what's going on. He goes, well, did you put the little adapters on them that were in the box? I go, what are you talking about? Well, normally, you know, you get the antennas, some are SMA, and some are, what are they, the RSMA, you know, they have the, the little pin sticking out, or some don't. And I never even looked. I just took them right out of the box, screwed them on, and I needed a little adapter on there. <laughs> 
So I put the adapter on there, put everything on. They work fantastic. Awesome. But never checked. I was in a hurry, didn't think about it, and I literally it could have been really bad. I better be taking notes because I, I just got approval from my wife that can buy the mini tricopter. Oh, really? So I'm like... And I, you know what? I was thinking, what's going to be my next RC purchase? But after hearing you flying it and enjoying it, and I didn't realize I went to those speeds. Even with Dave here, you know, I'm always like, I feel like I'm a week, be- two weeks behind <laughs> the actual conversation uh-huh. we're having sometimes. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I'm like, who better to support than him? I know he does quality, beyond quality on work, workmanship of his designs and things. So yeah. I'm like... I, I've got to go buy one. <laughs> and then I'm, I don't want to fall in these same pitfalls you just described, so I'm going to have to figure out my what good FP. You're, you're ahead of the game on what the best FPV antennas and uh-huh. things are for his setup. So yeah. I'm going to have to do some homework, and I definitely want to get one. There's no doubt in my mind, one way or another. <laughs> I, I mean, really, like Andre, what, thing what kind of have. noob? I mean, that is a total, uh, your like... Yeah. No, no, no. It happens. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about I it. Did the, uh, recently, I did the whole left hand versus right hand. And I'm flying along going, and I'm saying, hey, James, how's your single look? And his goggles, oh, it's fantastic. And I'm taking hits left, right, and center. I'm like, what the, what's going on? And I realized I'd bought a set of uh, left hand polarized on the transmitter, and I had a right hand polarized uh, on, the, <laughs> on the receiver. And you wouldn't think it'd make much of a difference, but when you'd roll in a certain direction, oh, it's blackout. Like, oh, fantastic, Dad. I don't see any problems. <laughs> I'm like, this is terrifying. I brought the wrong set of antennas, right? I'm like, oh. <laughs> Anyhow. Personally, I liked your story about going and then you all you could oh, see. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like so uh, I'll talk a couple more uh, quick stories. Um, you know, the tricopter is really fast. And David warned me, you know, he was giving me some tips about how it flew. And, and hopefully next podcast, what we're going to do is Wayne's going to – I'm waiting for Wayne to get a little bit more time. Maybe even, Mike, if we get a chance, we'll get you on the sticks, let you fly around. So hopefully next podcast, we'll get David back on. We're going to do a whole mini review, take some okay. questions about the build. You know, we're going to go through the whole thing and talk okay, about it. But good. I'm just – right now, I'm just giving a few sure. funny well, flight experiences. Okay. and. So I kept just going a little faster and a little faster and a little faster. And I probably li- I live on a dead-end street on a cul-de-sac. And I was probably getting up there, I don't know, guessing 70, 80 miles an hour. And my, my road's probably only maybe an mm, eighth of a mile. So I'd start at one end and just zoom down the road. And, of course, all my neighbors know me, so they probably think I'm a complete idiot anyway. And uh, get down, turn around, come back. And I kept doing it and going faster and faster. Well, at one point, I was like, man, I really just want to open this thing up. So I'm just flying down through the road, just cranking. And on the tricopter, you know, when you let up on the stick, it just keeps on going. Like it doesn't like a glide or yeah, something. Yeah, it just like <laughs> just keeps on going. So I got towards the end of the road, and this thing's probably going 80 miles an hour, and it's not slowing down. And there's nothing but trees <laughs> and a fence, and my road I makes an immediate right hand turn up the <laughs> like, hill. Oh, no. And I was like, oh crap, what am I, you know, whoa. So, you know, first thing you can do, you got to pull back on that stick, try to slow that thing down. Of course, you're flying FPV. The first thing you see when you jam that stick back, you'll just see sky. <laughs> So you're doing 80 miles an hour to like looking at the ground. Next thing you know, it's all sky. <laughs> that tricopter, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm just pulling back on the stick, looking at the sky going, oh, man, what do I do? You know, how long do I do I hold it back? And then you ease it down and then you realize you're doing 100 miles an hour backwards. Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> it was scary. I mean, that thing's that thing has got my heart pumping like unbelievable. Hmm. So uh 
and the only other quick story was kind of funny. And again, I've, I've really beat the daylights out of this thing. I mean, it's not like I'm just cruising around the yard. Is uh, We had our holiday weekend. And obviously, we got to kind of go out and fly a little bit. And I took it out, and there was a giant big baseball field. And I was cranking around, and um, the two big goalposts. So I got a little uh, liquid, uh, or I got a little um, courage going on. I thought, you know, I'm going to start zooming around underneath the, the goalpost a little oh, bit. I remember this so I didn't realize that on the one end, the ground on, underneath the goalpost, after you go uh, underneath of it, it just steadily has probably got a six or eight foot rise that elevates. Under, that elevates. Well, when I was flying, you know, 10 feet off the ground, you can't tell in the camera. Sure. So I was like two feet off the ground. I'm buzzing again about 80 miles an hour. I go zoom underneath that goalpost well next thing i know in the camera all i see is ground and the camera's just rolling 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 like what just happened (laughs) what did did something break you know what's going on here so threw the goggles off and i go down and i mean i'm looking for this it must have tumbled a thousand times down through the yard i couldn't find it i'm looking all over well here you know the arms all folded up it it just went into a, a little ball, and uh, here I look, and that's what happened. I went under the goalpost, and then, then right into the ground, and it just stuck in the ground and just barrel rolled. And oh my gosh! But hmm. again, you nothing. say it's pretty durable. I mean, not it's, that we want to review it right so now. So far, it's been cool. very durable. I mean, besides I, I'm broken sold. props and what the, the private discussions we had going to the show and stuff, I'm like, I'm sold. I'm, yeah, I got why I'm delayed in it. I'm always delayed on. <laughs> Thanks well, from you guys. <laughs> and uh, one more thing. And then Andre, I know you've been out, out flying. We'll get to you and talk a little bit about your stuff. But I finally, finally got to fly the Tundra. I've had it for a while. The weather's been crappy. I didn't get together. It sat in the box. Finally got it out. Got, I think, three batteries through it. Uh, so, and I'm happy to say it is a nice flying airplane, Andre. I know we've talked about it. Um, yeah. I just... Y- y- you know, we went into depths and everything, but I just want to say just a few things. Um, the flying characteristics are very gentle. Like I, I kind of compared it uh, a little bit to the Beaver. Uh, if it, it doesn't doesn't do anything bad, it has no bad tendencies. It definitely has more power than the Beaver, but it's kind of got that heavier feel like the Beaver. Unlike the Fun Cub, feels kind of very light. It just kind of you know uh you get a little bit of wind gust it it blows it around in the air um so it was um my personal opinion though uh between like say the fun cub and the tundra is the fun cub was a little bit for me a little more aerobatic like i could do more things with it and i think it's just because the control surfaces and the rudder maybe were a little bigger and it's a little lighter and plus mine was pretty uh, I would say maybe a little overpowered, so maybe that was one reason why I could do a little bit more with it. But the Tundra would do everything I asked it to. I could do knife edge, um, you, you know, rolls, loops, all your standard stuff. It would it would do it, no problem. Um, like I said, the Fun Cub, I could do a little bit more stuff, you know, goofing around like inverted flat spins and everything. But uh, the Tundra handled everything great. But the big plus with the Tundra, I think, is the build quality was one. Uh, you know, we talked about before, they took the, the, the Fun Cub and all the bad qualities, is they improved on everything, you know, the airframe, the size, um, especially the landing gear. Like, I was landing that thing anywhere imaginable, like 
plunking it down in dirt, rocks, on the hills. Like uh, I had some pretty good wind, so I was doing, I was landing on like these big hills and just dropping it. Like I'd get a foot and just cut the throttle, you know, and the thing would just plop right down. You could see the, the gear actually springing and working and doing what it was designed to do. So I think just the overall quality, um, how they build it and everything is, is so much better than the Fun Cub. So that was just my little mini review. Uh, I don't know. Andre, you probably agree with some of that, I would imagine. I, yeah, I just actually finally, I took the skis off, uh, which means we're going to get like four feet of snow. Uh-huh. Now, right? so. <laughs> but uh, I've uh, I've enjoyed that plane a lot. I feel bad because I, I get my, uh, I need to put the motor back into the fun cup, but um, you know, that's, that's a pretty big bearing job. So I haven't really been playing around with it, but it's just turned out to be a really nice, uh, pleasant aircraft. And, and anybody who asks about me, I, you know, we run through the why it's really nice. And yeah, I agree. I, I guess we're going to have to put some colors and tape onto ours uh, when you <laughs> come down May and July, right? Because there'll be otherwise, there'll be, oh, which one? So, right, right, right. So, and I know you've been doing a little flying. So, fill us in on what's going on up there in the Great White North. I have to give a huge shout out to Josh Bixler and his <laughs> FT Mini Muddy Arrow. Holy moly, what a fun airplane. I know you guys haven't had a chance to fly this thing, but I have been really impressed. Um, I've got two, actually. I've got one that's pretty modified with some carbon fiber bits that were sent to me, and a, I had a 3D printed cage design done up. And I've put this airplane through so much hurt. I hit a tree yesterday with it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Threw it back in the air. What I like the most about this is it's got me back in FPV flying. Like I said last year, I didn't do any FPV, fixed wing FPV. It just it was um, it was too much to get a spotter going and and just a whole bunch of other factors at the field. So this thing is fantastic because it's small, it's light, uh, and I just toss it in the I can toss it in the air with my goggles on and just go. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun with it. And the 2S one is really good for um, small parks, and it weighs like I think mine is well under 250 grams. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I throw that in with a little 2S 500 and just kick it around and have a really, really, really good time with it. So it's it's been nice. It's just uh, it's been uh, you know a really good build experience. And I've got a couple other ones I'm going to be playing with in the, in the very near future. So uh, what's that in the background? I see. Are we allowed to talk about that thing? Uh, I yeah, see. We can talk about it a little tiny bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. So so this big. Big, big thing. If anybody watched the Tundra release uh, back last year uh, from Hobby King, they showed a quick picture of it doing a tow. Well, that is what they were towing. Ah. That is called the Cher- the Hall Cherokee from <laughs> HK, and it is, uh, as Stuart said in the, in the pre-release, it is on the boat and it is coming, but I just happened to have one show up on my doorstep mysteriously uh, early last week or late last week. So I'm in the middle of uh, doing a build. Uh, I was actually doing a build the video last night, and the camera shut down on me. So I'm uh, I'm probably gonna have to redo it just to uh, make it look good and proper. Um, I'm. It's got an EDF on it. Oh no, kidding! Sixty-four millimeter EDF motor. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and a few other little uh, little bells and whistles. It looks really nice. Um and. I was able to actually fit a Zippy Compact 22, 3S22, 25C or something like that in into the nose and get the CG to work out with the EDF. If I just run glider mode, 
I'll do like a little battery pack in a back or something like that just for nose weight. I've got one of those uh, uh, nickel um, hydrate ones or whatever they were, mm -hmm. which are fairly heavy packs, mm -hmm. which can run run the receiver and all that. And it does have the toe release. Oh, nice. So it does have a servo toe release on it. So, um, so again, we can have some fun. I'm not sure if I would do a glide. I might just do it if I was to do a glide. I'd probably do it with the EDF as a backup, but mm -hmm. you never know. Right, right. Oh, we got you. Got to bring that thing down to, with you in May. Then we'll put it to oh, the test. Oh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> sweet. It's, it's uh, it is seventeen hundred millimeters, uh -huh. so it's got a pretty decent wingspan, but a uh, nine hundred twenty millimeters long, and it feels pretty light. Um, I will probably won't take the wings off very often, but it is doable. It's just a top screw. But if you've got the EDF, there's a there's a nice pin mechanism that that locks into the entire fuselage. So. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to flying it. Unfortunately, I don't think, based on the the winds and everything, we're gonna see any flying this week. Now mm -hmm. it's uh, it suddenly got really, really nasty, cold and windy. Polar vortex, I was told. <laughs> must be it must be what we're getting to because this is just ridiculous. It's April. I know, I know. Um, oh, you know, one thing I did forget to talk about real quick, and again, I think down the road here we'll do a little review on it, but I have been getting some uh, time on the little Ultra Micro um, J3 Cub. Nice. So, and I am happy to report, and we did talk to Matt Andrew a little bit about that at the show too, um, it is very nice. Um, it slows down way more than what I expected. I have been flying it around the yard. Uh, it does handle the wind quite a bit better than the, uh, the Ultra Micro Sport Cub S. So I'm very happy. It looks fantastic in the air just with all the scale details and everything. And, you know, doing, I've been doing actually touch and goes like on my sidewalk in my front yard and, you know, in and out around the trees and uh talking with matt up at the show he said really that was their goal you know they kind of knew how the uh ultra micro uh carbon cub flew and it was pretty fast and you had to really be on your toes to fly it and he said really that's why the uh j3 cub is quite a bit bigger than some of the other ultra micros they wanted to get that size up to give it that um slow flight capabilities you know that's what was their main goal so they, they did a really good job on it i'm i'm so far i'm really happy with it so just i'm gonna want to check that out when i when i drop down because i'm curious i'm i knew i couldn't fly to my backyard because anything beyond the speed of the vapor and, oh. and we know the and we know the fpv vapor is fast mm -hmm. so um because like I've tried, um, I tried my little micro uh, tiger moth, and the problem with that one is I never had enough authority on the. There's not enough rudder authority to turn it and get it around the corner quick enough. So, mm -hmm. uh, and that's where the the, the vapor excels because it's just got that big tail section on it. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if I could actually fly something slow enough. My luck, I just end up landing in the pool again. So. <laughs> I've I've landed a lot of things in the pool, and you you would think going in the pool would ruin anything, and I've been very fortunate. Everything that's landed in that pool, some of it has been underwater. It comes out, dried off, and everything has worked. So, wow. <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, let's want to get into the show, Mike. Talk a little bit about that and what's going on. Oh, we got to tell the funny story. So, we drive my wife's little, we call it the RC car. She has a little Kia Soul, and she's like, ah, just just take my car. And we're like, all right, whatever. And he's like, oh, we only get 30 miles. So I'm like, holy, that's like a freaking motorcycle yeah. in my realm. So we... <laughs> We hop in the little RC car and we take off up there. And I mean, it's about a two and a half hour drive to actually get up there. 
And uh, so Mike and I, we're just like, I haven't seen you or really hung out with you for a while. Sure. So we're just chatting it up. I mean, we're talking oh, yeah. everything, quadcopters, mini tricopters, airplane. I mean, we just, were involved in discussion. I mean, going to town. We should have recorded. Now we could have made a podcast. You could, we could have made a two and a half hour <laughs> podcast just on the drive up there. You know, we were talking about everything. I mean, just catching up, talking about the new planes in the Tundra, what's going to be up at the show. So I swear it was only like an hour or so. And we're driving along. We're just tapping chatting along and i look over and i see 75 to toledo we uh, blow right by it and uh, i go oh, mike i think we just yeah, passed our yeah, ex i'm like my- yeah i did say toledo <laughs> as we're going by so oh my we just blew right past the exit just kept <laughs> on going i was like oh my gosh so we had to go down get off and, and then turn around backtrack and and uh finally we got there probably what about 9 30 or so yeah. and uh even up there it was cold and windy and nasty um so we finally get in yeah, I get walking around. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, and it's it's RC related, but it's really not our, uh, airplane related. But uh, I just think it's fascinating uh, what this company did, and I, I actually don't even remember the name. But there was a company up there that had a lot of fifth scale cars on display. Oh, I looked that up last night, and I did found you, it, and you, I can't. And you know, they're usually the big one-fifth scale gas running anywhere from a 23cc to a 30cc engine. And uh, if anybody that's listened to the podcast or knows me or talks to me, uh, at one point I was really, really big into the fifth scale cars. So I just happened, I just wanted to browse around, you know, I, I don't keep too much tabs on what's going on anymore with that stuff, but I still like to a little bit know, you know, if they got some new stuff or what they're developing or whatever. But anyway, Andre, this is really going to blow your mind. Now, some companies have already converted uh, those gas cars over to electric where they're putting these giant electric motors in, in you know, inside the drivetrain, reconfiguring everything uh, with these giant, you know, batteries. And it's pretty cool. And a lot of people like them because, you know, the gassers are, are very, very loud, very noisy. And they're, you know, if you do, you got a place that, uh, that you know, you, you want to drive, but, you know, they don't like the noise, electric's the way to go because it's almost silent but it's a big process and it's really expensive so this company has come out and where the tires are andre they actually mount a brushless motor so the whole like uh rim and everything is the brushless motor and then the wheel goes over top of that brushless motor so that's the motor is the actual wheel and it's hard to describe, yeah. and maybe in the show notes. I watched I took, some videos of did them, Did you too. watch that? Oh, no, I mean of them. Did you oh, see them running them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they'll do. Up, they were 100 mile an hour. Yeah, said, 80, go anywhere yeah, from 80 to. Because they, they did it in kilometers, but I converted right, it, and it was around right. 100 miles yeah. an hour when I converted 80 it. miles an hour, stock setup. Um, I forget what they were. I think they were running a four-cell battery in it, a big, big couple. It was probably like four four cell batteries in it, um, but it was absolutely amazing. You know, they uh, had rooster tails of mud just flying out at these baseball tracks and, and like different things. I saw you have immediate torque there on yeah, the wheel. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and it, yeah. the thing is, is you're eliminating so much stuff. All the the whole drivetrain you're completely eliminating, taking all you know that robs all that power and and everything. And it's just direct drive right on the wheels, and it would just completely blew my mind. So. 
you know, if anybody's out there, I know some people too, they fly and like to drive cars or whatever, but I think down the road that you, is you really... You were talking about some endless options. Yeah, you know... Independent, you, maybe four-wheel drive Yeah, you put thing. that yeah. on a four-wheel All drive truck. is the sprung weight of, of the motor at that point, and that, so you just put some really stiff suspension systems in there that can deal with it, yeah. And you, you got to think, Andre, down the road of what you can do through your radio when these when the surface radios get a little bit better uh, and, and they get these smarter ESCs to where you can transfer power, like going through a turn, you got one wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. traction control. Traction system. control. That's basically what it's going to be. You know, one wheel spinning faster than the other. Well, boom, the other wheel kicks in and, and matches yeah. that speed. And, the sensor, the sensor technology is already there. Yeah, exactly. Is there, is there a way to adjust the power? I don't know why you're popping, Mike. I don't, because you're not real loud. I'm not really sure why. Okay. That pop filter should take care of that. It's like it's over-modulating a little bit, but you sound fine other okay. than that. Okay, I hear it pops. Every now and then. So, so Mike, Adam asked how fast you were recognized in Toledo. Oh, that's funny. Who, Adam? Adam. Adam Drain. Okay. <laughs> well, we were... Uh... <laughs> I, I we were just behind. I don't even know what display we're at, and I just I laughed at something silly. I don't know, and someone's like, "I know that laugh." And they turned around, and I'm like, "You really?" He was a. I think his name was Jason. Uh huh. He was. He listens to the podcast. And yeah, but didn't know the faces. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, he said it was nice to see the faces. I said, "Well, I hope I didn't disappoint <laughs> after you see this this mug here." Yeah. But uh, no, he was real nice, and uh, I forget where he was from, but we did talk to him briefly and shook hands and yeah. stuff. It was nice to have a fan out there yeah. <laughs> um, recognized me and we, but it was three to my laugh we got to talk and we're like incognito because right, no one right. no one sees our faces yeah. for the most part and, and as soon as i laugh though it's I like know. uh there's the there's there i just left the yeah. cat out of the bag type of thing yeah. and we're identified and uh thanks adam for coming up we really yeah, had we a good time adam yesterday drain. adam drain come up and just hung out with us for the day he was and able to critique some us. of the bomber yes i love uh, i love that's what i love so and I guess I have to apologize on some level. Like I had intentions when we were going to get up there to really take a lot of pictures and do some Periscope and answer some questions, but we were just having such a good time, just just like hanging out and walking around. You know, it was just kind of it was kind of nice being a little incognito. And I knew from previous experience, if I did fire up the Periscope, you know, it might have got a little hectic up there. I don't know, maybe not. I, so we just uh, you know played it played it a little safe and just uh, enjoyed ourselves a little bit. So I guess I got to apologize a little bit on that. But I figured we were going to be in the next day and we could talk about it anyway. Yes, so. yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Um, and we, we, you know who else we met up there? Who's that? Pat and or Scott. Oh yeah, that was the other funny thing. We're walking around, and uh, our two buddies we fly with here, uh, Scott and Pat. We bumped into them, so we. Uh, I recognized them right away, and I'm like, "Oh, I know these guys." I'm yeah. Go out and say hi, and it was funny. I think it was was it Pat that had the proto. Yeah, the Proto, Proto X. X. I'm like, oh, he couldn't resist. He's like, yeah, I found this for twenty bucks. I hear you talking about it on the shelf, lining it around at work and things, but. I yeah. said, you can't go wrong with that. Those things gave me endless fun. So yeah. I, I guess I seem like he might have already had one. And he just bought it. He's like, at that price, yeah. you can't, can't resist buying another one. Right. And I said, it's, pretty, it's a ton of fun. And then he had me laugh. Oh, I was rolling <laughs> laughing. Some we, of the things we were talking about. We had a, we yeah, we had a good a uh, chuckle session there because uh, <laughs> right before that, we both uh, came around the corner and... <laughs> 
This is a stupid. Talk about uh, the, uh, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. The FAA <laughs> actually had a booth there. <laughs> and I mean, uh, it, I don't know. I just. It, it was. Uh, that just and those, it was like two older guys and they had the grumpiest looks on their faces. Yeah. Like they didn't want to be there. You could tell. I don't know. It just like they were in the wrong <laughs> place, man. It's, I can't even believe they forced themselves. How can you put an FAA booth in the, one of the largest RC, you know, shows in the country, you know, when they're, they're not very well liked at this point anyway. Yeah. That's some PR person going, Hey, we, we did it a while ago. We've got a budget. We should go out. And, and, and then they don't talk to anybody else about everything else. Yes. Yeah. But Pat and Pat and Scott had me roaring. Oh, like, yeah. we should go commend their efforts. And yeah. Just, like, this whole sarcastic scenario. Yeah. We, we thought about I just like those drones. Yeah. We should have just went up. Oh man, we are so happy. You guys are here. Thanks for coming. You know, they, they just, uh, Oh man. Yeah. It was, we, uh, I, was I wasn't expecting so that. that. It was pretty funny. Um, I have to say, though, the overall show, I mean, it was okay. It was your typical, you know, we've been going up there four or five years now, and it, it's starting to be... More planes again. Yeah, that was the, the kind of cool thing, Andre, is like last year it was so much multi-rotor stuff. The gimbals and yeah, everything. Everything, yeah. And, you know, the the ready-to-fly camera quads, whether they were the Chinese knockoffs or they had the $20,000 camera ships up there all over. And it was just kind of overwhelming. And even talking to Matt Andrew a little bit, it was really nice to see that it's kind of calmed down a little bit. And what's kind of funny is it's, and maybe it is kind of, I don't know, the FAA thing is it's reverting back. Like we've seen probably more small, like 180 and under quads, like the yeah. race style quads than anything up there. They were everywhere, all kinds of different carbon frames and designs and motors and different, you know, stuff like that. So I definitely have to say you, you see a change a little bit from last year, how now they're going back to the smaller, you know, just fun going out and fly type stuff than the big, you know, camera ships and the ready to fly. And, you know, there were some there, but it's definitely that seen one the camera. Swing. It was like a full size shoulder camera. On yeah. Thing. They had a giant, um, I don't know. It was a, a octocopter. Yeah, it was or, like that camera's probably worth more than my house. Yeah. It was a big, it. uh, what is that? The, the, what's that Andre, the red something red, uh, red one. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh so my gosh. 4k or better. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> so, but other than that, there was, there was uh very few quad stuff there. It was, uh, so it was it was a good change. I would say the show though, like it I don't know, it had a different feel to it this year. Didn't I mean there was people there obviously and it was kind of busy, but it was just a different feel, I thought, this year. I don't I can't it was hard to explain. I don't think there was a ton of you know things are changing too because I, I don't know if it's te- the technology and the way these people are pumping out airplanes, but you know, you could always guarantee, and there were some new products and we'll talk about a few, but you could always guarantee, you know, the week signal show had some big, like, Oh, this, this is coming and, and this is out and we're going to display this and blah, blah, blah. And it just didn't have that feel. You know what I mean? But it was still good. Plus, it was a few work weeks earlier than normal. Yeah, so it was a little bit early. It came upon me so quick. You're like, hey, you want to go to the Toledo? Yeah. like, well, I'm going to have to make some adjustments. I had a Saturday booked full, and I'm like, I got to wipe all this off the plate to run up there, yeah. which I did. So Right. 
And, uh, and the, the thing for me that I like is, you know, you always see these planes on the internet and you can read about them and watch as many videos as you want, Andre. Yeah. But it's always good to see, feel, touch, smell, whatever, everything in person. And to me, it makes a, a huge difference. I mean, it's just my opinion. Um, so was there, was, there, was there a standout product this year? I know last year there were a few things we really liked. But was there anything interesting this year? Um, there was one thing that Mike and I, that we were blown away by. It's not necessarily new, but, and I know they've been around, um, as far as actually flying things like airplanes or anything, I didn't see anything that just like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. This blows my mind. Nothing like that. I didn't come out of there purchasing anything. No, no, no. (laughs) I, I think the biggest thing that we could, I guess we'll talk about it now was, um, and it's a funny story. Uh, we were over at the Habako booth and, you know, browsing around, looking at things. And uh, we found, actually, I think Adam spotted it first. They have a small little Ultra Micro B25. And it was really cool looking. Very well detailed. We really liked it. Uh, scale. And we were kind of oohing and on over that. And the funny thing was we were venturing around. We were over at the uh, Horizon booth. And we just, you know, we were over there a couple times because we were actually looking for Matt to talk to him. And off in the little corner, we seen their B-25. And the funny thing was we're looking at this and we're like, well, that's kind of funny because usually uh, Horizon announces everything you know, at the show or right before the show or whatever. And I didn't hear anything about this B-25, Andre. Didn't know anything about it. And the funny thing was it had a typed up sheet of the <laughs> specs sitting beside it. And we're like, this is really strange. Yeah, it was odd. So uh, we uh, found Matt. We were chatting with Matt a little bit and talking about what he's been up to and everything. And uh, so we were like, so what's up with the B-25, you know? And he's like, well, the story is, is they've had that ready to go, but they were going to bring it out on the, and I, don't quote me, and I'm sure Adam Drain could, could correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, they were going to so, bring it out in two weeks for the 75th anniversary. That's what he said, but Adam's like, I don't know if that's right. Yeah. But so somebody did their homework. They were waiting there. for two weeks, but then when they got up to the show, Habako brought their plane out, and they're like, uh-huh. oh, crap, now we have to bring it out. So I don't know if they had it with them or if somebody had to run all the yeah. way back to Horizon we Hobby or ship about it. That. Yeah, I don't know how, but anyway, Matt says, well, we had to bring ours out. So they brought theirs out and you know did the little sheet. So it was just kind of a, a, a running joke between us. We kept going back and forth going, okay, which one do you like? What you know, What's as better? As far as just cosmetic static display, I personally like the Hobby Co. one, but when you you brought up the flight that flight Horizon, characteristics. Horizon yeah. has that safe and all that. Yeah. The flying, it'd be interesting to fly both. I guess is yeah. all I'm going to come they, out of that. They both had their good points. Sure, uh, I, I like the Habako one. I, I like the they put the uh, like the not glass, but like but you a, know the more better simulated yeah. glass, like see through. Right, right. Some acrylic, glass. you know, instead for the windows the instead of a sticker. Um, it, it was very well detailed. Um, but then looking at the uh, and this is again like, this is where Adam comes in with the bet or the bend and yeah the, the uh, angles of the wing and stuff the horizon one accurate. really had a little bit of that gall wing like a real he B-25. said historically yeah. it, was, it was a better truer depiction right of, it was of that more plane. scale um, and and our guess not 
hundred percent, but with the AS3X and I know Horizon, you know, they're, they're very good. have come a long way with their ultra micro stuff. Uh, I'm guessing that that B25 of Horizon really flies really well, but, uh, to see them in person, man, the detail that they're starting to get in these ultra micros, Andre, or it's just unbelievable. It is pretty cool. Do you know what, uh, do you know what the cell count or requirement is on that one? I think they were both just, uh, uh, just the one cell. Point? Oh, uh, the, I thought it was Oh, yeah, they the were batteries. both right at the same price. They're about one twenty um, right now. I'm sure they'll come down. But it was one cell. I didn't. Yeah, just one capture. cell, probably whatever one uh, one fifty or two hundred milliamp. Gotcha. You know, batteries. Uh, we didn't really. I'm I'm guessing they were they were brushed motors. I didn't really look, but I'm almost a hundred percent sure. They in the picture because they had a pretty light looking yeah. pop. They yeah. had the nano. What was it? The Nano F. Oh yeah, yeah they did have the. Uh, we got to talk a little bit and see the uh, the new Nano uh, FPV Where Nano it has the QX underneath. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of. And neat uh, they're really excited about that. I guess that thing uh, just flies a lot better. Uh, the battery uh, time on it is like double of of the regular Nano QX. Plus, it has a way way better mm-hmm. camera on it. Um, so I guess that's they're uh, saying, yeah. pumping out you know like a good uh, twenty five milliwatt. In the, now and um they said you have no problem like if you got a three-story house you have no problem flying that's what he was saying they were flying in the basement yeah nice 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 well you mean they they listened to everything uh (laughs) yeah but here's you know here's the funny thing and maybe later on uh we're gonna have matt andron on he's they actually uh gonna have some uh new products coming out somewhere around joe Nall. so we've been uh we think we're gonna get him on right after that and talk about everything that's come out but anyway um, I just lost my train of thought. Oh. <laughs> what was I going to talk about? Oh, well. We were talking about the nano FPV yeah, system um, and stuff and what he was going to... Oh, I know what I was going to talk Um The new uh, Nano QX to, looks like it's the old glimpse. It looks, you know, frame, body, and everything. And it, and it did have the more powerful no- motors on. So I don't know if they kind of took the glimpse and realized that it might be better for FPV, you know, because it is a little bit bigger in the motors and obviously the flight time, and then put their new um, uh, FPV camera on it. But to me, that's exactly what it looks like, Andre. It's just the old glimpse. So I don't know. And you said some of their models look, Look very similar to FMS. I know. Yeah, so, uh, I guess we could talk sure about that. that. Um, yeah, their new line. It looks like to me. You know, we had the big discussion of them going away. You know, they had the eleven hundred millimeter, and then they had the twelve hundred millimeter line, and we were kind of debating like, okay, maybe they're trying out to see what's what. And we, we what talked about that a million stuff, times yeah. of everything. But at the show, basically, they had the whole twelve hundred millimeter line, and to me. And I've had a lot, a lot of FMS uh, warbirds. It looks like that whole 1,200 millimeter line is built by FMS. I could be wrong. It's just speculation. Don't quote me on that. Don't take, you know. That's just just my opinion opinion on it. They look very, very, very similar to uh, their FMS warbirds. Um, But they had their whole line there. And, Andre, I know you're going to hate me for this, and I know you don't like that. And I'm, I'm... a Corsair fanatic. I love the Corsairs. I love the look. I love flying them. I've had every Corsair that Horizons had, and I do have the older Corsair um, with the retracts. But that new Corsair, Andre, with the green 
and the scheme and the way they got it set up. I, I in person, I love it. It's it's different. <laughs> like you don't see that Corsair out and about anywhere. It's you know you see the same paint schemes generally. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. with that scheme and that just that green funky paint on it, I just like it. So. Man, I was ooing and on over that stupid thing. It's funny because that's still like uh, that's still the one. Well, we we posted. I put out that picture of the uh, of the rack after I'd finished building up the uh, the Durafly Spitfire, and you're like, oh, you know, you're missing this airplane, and then you're just missing. And we had this whole chain of everybody listing off, and I'm like, nah, I, just, I just want a Corsair, people, just a Corsair. <laughs> right, right, right. Because you know, I haven't flown one yet, so it's and, and then you know. And then someone goes, well, what about the P-47? And I'm like, this will never end. Oh, you don't have any twins. You need like a P-38 <laughs> or a Mossy. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the hangar space. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we could talk about, too, um, and it was new, and it was they revealed it right before the show, was the, uh, the they did bring out the new Spitfire. So did you see this new Spitfire, Andre? No, I didn't. You didn't see it. So uh, E-Flight and Horizon are bringing out a new Spitfire uh, uh, Bind and Fly Basic. And um, I think you're going to like this. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised that they brought out another one. But again, it's the uh, same thing in, in their 1,200-millimeter um, range. The cool thing about it, it's a later model, I believe. Is it, see, the, it's uh, the Mark, Mark 14, or let's see, 10, what is that number? Mark six, is that what it is? No, it's before. Sorry, I don't know what number it is. <laughs> I can't read Roman numerals. I know. <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty sure that it's a it's a later model, um, yes, it and it has the it's got a scale five bladed prop on it, and okay. it and it looks oh, yeah, really I good. Yeah, that it, prop. it looks really good. And um, then they added the safe technology. Mm-hmm. Option of it program free how is it an option i have to read up on that one but it does have the a6 restyled yep. obviously has the retracts uh, uh it has the operational four panel split operational. flaps on it <laughs> it looked really good um and the cool thing was is the uh, the split nice. flaps were actually you know it's a plastic panel you know that comes down right out of the foam um it looked really good the the thing caught me too we were looking at uh, me and adam uh the air scoops on the bottom most of them are make, kind of made out of foam, and they're just one kind of block of foam, and it, you know probably hurts the flying char- characteristics a little bit. These were like a real light plastic, and they were hollow, like you could look right through so them. Air so you, the airflow flow, goes goes through. Yeah, it goes up and through. And so it's actually functional in some some degree. Right, right, right. Nice, yeah. Yep. So that was their uh, kind of new big release that they had up there, besides the B twenty five, which nobody really. And I don't even think uh, last night, Andre, I got on their site. I couldn't even find the B twenty five on there last night. So unless they threw it on there this morning, I couldn't find it because I was trying to get this a little bit more specs on it. So all new releases. Hold on here. Let's see if we can see it. So there's the Spitfire, and that's Spitfire, by the way. I will. Uh, yeah, and they've got all the FMS stuff on their site. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh. Uh, no, it's the FMS uh, B25. So, yeah, they are loading all the FMS material onto their air, onto their site. Actually, hold on here. Let's go back to that Spitfire really quick. So all it right. is a 1.2 meter. Yep. And you can pre-order it right now for 270 US. Mm-hmm. And it does fly off a 3S2200 with a 40 amp ESC. So, right. Nice looking thing. The fact that they're actually um, installing safe is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I just wish they would let me turn off the AS3X. Well, I think I'm pretty sure, Andre, with the new programming and their their yeah. app and everything, you can go right in there and just turn it off if you want to. Yeah. That said, I actually flew uh, the Pawnee uh, this past weekend on Saturday because mm-hmm. uh, I switched over to the uh, the wheels and had that up. I actually used that as my test bed because I'm testing. Um, I'm doing a, a, a test between the Mobius and the brand new or new to me, the Runcam 2. Oh, okay. And, uh, so I, st- I stuck the two cameras on the actual Pawnee, both on the, I put them on each opposing wing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be able to do a split down the center footage, actually. So I'm going to sit there and edit that up very soon. Um, so you can just basically see the difference. And uh, our good friend Dave, uh, Dave uh, Knott was uh, doing a pretty good demo between all the cameras. He, he sent me a link on his YouTube channel. Yes. And uh, apparently uh, Dave Masson just said the you can disable the AS3X uh, on the aircraft, the new ones, mm-hmm. and the RC group apparently has video of the B-25 from the show. Yes, they did. They were actually filming up there. We were yes. uh, ha- watching them. Yeah, right. And uh, someone wants to know what we think of the new Phantom 4. Oh, let's save the Phantom stuff for a few minutes longer. Let's finish off the show. Sure. Let me make <laughs> a note of that, the Phantom 4, because uh, hopefully the box we're... in Austin's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll get our hands on that. We're going to kind of do a little thing. And I was a little hard on it at first, but I kind of take that back a little bit after seeing and watching some videos. But, yeah, I'll make a little note, Phantom well, at 4. At the Toledo show, you noticed, too, on the high high wings, you were looking at the retracts on that specialized retracts for, like, stiff arm. Oh, you mean, like, on the Cessnas? Yes. Oh, there yes. was a company, Andre, uh, up there. It was really cool. Um, I don't know if you've seen too many or paid attention, but I, I, I only really know because I did all my commercial flight training in a uh, Cessna 182 uh, RG retractable gear. And okay, if wow. You, if you've ever seen one, uh, the retractable gear on the Cessnas are really funky. They almost look like a bug, like they kind of drop down and they flop, <laughs> and then they kind of re- retract up in the body. And they had a couple uh, Cessna 337s there, which are a push-and-pull airplane. Um, and you don't see retracts for them. Well, a company makes them special just for those type of airplanes, and they had them working there, and they had some airplanes on display. So it was just kind of really cool to see you know, a, a scale a Cessna airplane like with their their original retracts in it. It was just different. It was cool. Neat. So as far as Horizon, I think that was pretty much it. They had all their other standard stuff there uh, on display. They always put on a phenomenal – them and Habako put on a phenomenal display up there every year. It's just well worth, you know, going up and seeing all their planes. And, again, they usually put out all their latest and greatest stuff. Uh, so if it's something older you, you're kind of interested and want to see, it may not be there. Um, they did have a few of the big FMS planes on display up there. They had a big Corsair. Uh, so as everybody, in case you don't know, uh, they made a big announcement saying they are now an FMS distributor. So which I kind of I think only makes sense because, I um, again, speculation. Uh, I think they're making quite a few of their planes. So Yeah. It'll be interesting. I'll watch my local, um, you know, my local guys, so Orleans Hobby and, and Great Hobbies, and see if they start pulling in some of the FMS products as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, see what the price point's going to be. But on. I, I, I don't need another Warbird at this point. No, I don't think you do either. Although I'm kind of excited, you got the P40, uh, the older P47 uh, version. Uh, par- I, I said, I guess it'd be a Park Zone one back then, the uh, silver and black one. So that's the same uh, one I've had for that's years. That's my buddy. My buddy picked up that one, Dave. Uh, from toronto um he picked that up used uh, i guess toronto is like this big or his area is big on uh, on the um 
uh, on the resale. So he, he seems to just find these amazing deals. So huh. they're still looking for a, uh, a Corsair for me. I use Corsair, like, you know, version, you know, generation one, fixed, uh, fixed landing gear, no retracts. Just I want super simple. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, uh, I'm kind of itching to see if I can find one at my price, you know, kind of thing. Right. Another so, thing we saw, yeah. a couple of things I'm just right. going to refresh you on. It's the multiplex. Oh, yes. Like it was, the downside was the 6S yes. battery. For um, I know we've talked, uh, just rambling on about, you know, I, you know me, I love the high wing like trainer types. And you shot me a link a while back, Andre, of the new yep. Fun Cub XL. XL. And I looked XL. at it and went over the specs and everything. And I was like, eh, eh, whatever, you know. But the but, size and stuff looked to see it in person, it was very impressive, and it's actually quite a bit smaller than I thought it was going to be. I, I was kind of assuming it was on this uh, closer to the Carbon Z Cub scale. It's not. It's quite a bit smaller. Um, they didn't really have the specs there. They said everything on you know if you they had a little barcode thing you could scan and it would tell you all about it in a video and specs and everything. But we didn't do that. But we got to check out the plane, and I'm telling you, Andre, that thing is built like a tank. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like you could just beat the living daylights out. Even like the landing gear, the wheels, the structure, it it was solid, and I was really impressed with it. Now the only again the downfall was, and the kind of the reason I thought it was going to be bigger is because we found out early on that it does fly on six cell, and then I thought, oh man, so you know carbon Z cub type deal. But if that thing flies on six cell, it's got to be a beast i mean a beast <laughs> yeah you'll be putting that vertical and oh yeah, unlimited oh it was unbelievable you know and, and it had a tow hook uh, built right in right on so it'd be great for towing um so i man i'd love to get my hands on one and just just try it out and the uh j- the guy did say from high tech that uh they have flown it on uh six cell five thousand battery packs he goes it flies and absolutely no problems, but it was a lot more fun, you know, going to like a 3,000 or 3,200 or something, you know, a little bit smaller. He said even up to around a 4,000 was really good on the 6-cell. Yeah. So I, I'm looking at basic pictures. So besides, yeah, obviously they've gone – the form factor looks pretty similar. They've changed up the nose. So they've got uh, a cowl on the front for better ventilation, I think. Mm-hmm. They've gone to a, a, a full aluminum-style yes, uh, landing, landing gear. gear. And they added two sets of spars. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're just – and it looks like they've got stuff on the tail and the back just to yep. – just to, the rigidity yep so. and they they've like doubled the hinges on the flaps so like you could probably just go vertical dump the flaps and drop it into a nose spiral and just you know oh that thing looked great that, that looks like a nice plane it it, it 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 in person it was impressive like i said we i looked at it read about it, i was like eh you know but in person it was uh pretty cool and then one last thing I remember was the Jetty transmitter kind of caught your eye, and they did a pretty good demo. Oh my for gosh, us there. Andre! Right. I I've heard of them, I've seen them. Uh, they're mostly based, you know, out of Europe. I'm not even. I haven't even had time. I got a whole brochure pamphlet on on their website and was going to read a little bit more. But we walked by the Jetty radio booth, and just to see their their radios and the quality, like looking at it, and I picked it up, and it just it's massive and it's heavy. And I was like, wow, this is a really good quality like radio. 
and looking at some of the features, well, then the guy's like, do you know anything about us? I'm like, really? I don't know anything other than you're based out of Europe So He went into full demo mode Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Andre, this radio is, I mean, just a computer in your hands. And he was just going through feature after feature after feature. And how you can configure Every, it. Yes. Everything is, friendly it was. Is, is built in. All the telemetry is built in. Every, 24 channel. I think yeah, it's 24 channel radio. <laughs> It's but, basically a computer in your hand, is what he said. Yeah, this he is said, not a toy. This yeah, is it is customizable a to the next yeah, degree. Yeah. It's the more. Switches. I'm looking at photos. They're more tray style radios, but this is I, I with with the microized microization. Yeah, there we go. Of all the technology, I think this is where we're going. It's basically eventually you're going to be having a small computer, and you're going to have your flicking switches, your switches, and your gimbals. That's it. Yeah. You know? And that was the thing is is most of the one jetties I've seen like you're right Andre and they had some there is mm-hmm, the, the big tray. tray radios they're huge they actually had the the smaller like I guess I could say American you know the smaller size radios and with their their touch screen display and the the display is actually at the top of the I radio don't know if the screen was touch screen because oh the it had the buttons at the underneath. bottom that's I'm right sure, you're right so. you're right. Um, but but the f- display was up top, so your yes. hands weren't hindering the view of yeah, your, of your easy to see the gyros and the thing oh. that would uh, tell you your voltages and stuff. The, and the customization, like we were probably there forty minutes, and he was just <laughs> like <laughs> he regurgitated everything about this. Right, thing like the, one of the cool features was though it's got built-in gyros, and if you wanted a feature on your radio, all you would have to do is move your radio, like tilt it, like say say you wanted to set up. And the lady would talk to you. Of course, that was all customized, too. Um, say you wanted your battery voltage and you were really intense and concentrating. Well, all you had to do is tip your radio a little bit, and she would say, voltage, 11.2. Oh, that's how you're going to engage your safe mode. <laughs> What's you going know, on with this plane? <laughs> I was... I mean, I was just so impressed with with the and stuff. And like he the one do. thing, if you jiggled it too, I was like, "Quit man handling!" Oh yeah, me. yeah. He kept coming <laughs> up. Like he was yelling, like kind of yelling at you. Quit man handling me. It was funny, uh, <laughs> but I think the prices are like ridiculous. Aren't they like fourteen? He didn't even go to the prices yeah. to us. I think we had to look them up, but we knew that yeah, they were going to be up there. They and were I think way we, up we did there. look up. Yeah, it was around those sixteen hundred dollars or something. Which I, yeah, they're they are very. Pr- I mean, but for what you were getting, yeah. you. Know, if if you're going to buy one radio, uh, it fully uh, up. You know, you can update everything. It's had a USB port. Everything in was it. Wi-Fi, or I thought it was like wireless. A lot of it was wireless. He said mm, could have been too. I can't remember. Well, I mean that this is this is where I think we're going to end up eventually. Is yes, uh, your initial purchase will be kind Hi. of expensive, but from that point on. Unless the module technology changes or something radical happens in the frequency, yeah. uh, you know, setups, that's where we're going. I'd say because you know it's going to be your gimbals and everything, and that technology will only get go so far. We're mm-hmm. kind of set when like we we know we like our switches and sliders, and from there the limitation is you know what kind of firmware can people throw into the system. So yeah, yeah the future is exciting. Wow, I mean that that was probably the most impressed. Out of everything, wise, yeah, yeah, that we've seen there, I just couldn't believe. Uh, man, that radio was unbelievable. If I had you know sixteen hundred dollars to burn, I would I would probably buy. And the one. mixes and things that he was doing with it, I mean, it was it was crazy. <laughs> it was just like he was blowing my mind. The stuff he was doing with that radio, it was unbelievable. Uh, and he, he, one of his demos, I know what I'd be. Yeah, about. I know what you'd be buying. One of his demos too is like he had his battery and everything already hooked up. Oh and yeah, he had a, a switch. 
So it would take completely kill your system until you wanted to enable it. So you had to have your like you go to the field or wherever everything's ready to go. Yeah, you can leave your battery plugged to the yep. system. You yep. that wasn't powering the right. system. Right, right. You can you can like oh, a main, main yeah. switch off. Or that whatever. was really cool. You're so, right. Yeah. That's another thing I remember. Um, servo testing, like you could you could set it up too, like with the gyros in the radio. You know, you flick your your powers all on, ready to go, but it wouldn't power the motor up. And then you could tilt your radio and test your servos that way. <laughs> it was just nuts what that thing would do. So with the gyro stuff, that actually. So think about that. Your next gener your your, your next generation. You you've got your hand on your um, on your throttle. Mm-hmm. Right, and yep. then you're using the gyros, the gyro meters in in the controls, so you could like fly FPV just with your hands. You That's know? very possible. They're very <laughs> possible that I can see, especially with that radio. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. So many, uh, you know, the, the the it's it's the Wii generation coming out. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, trying to think, what else? What else did we see that kind of caught our eye? Anything else up there? have to look at your list to see what we wrote down. Oh, those ladies. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. Mike nah, found a few ladies up there that caught his eye. I'm teasing. I know. Just kidding. Um, uh, I think that's about it, really. Um, you know, the B-25s, uh, the Jetty. The B-25s, I remember they had both rudders. They, like, they, yeah, it, yeah. They did have full feature, working rudders rudder on them. We thought that was a little, yeah, pretty impressive too. Just the, 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 note. the, the other thing that uh, kind of caught my eye a little bit, we were talking about, you know, I guess we'll, we'll say drones or the quadcopters and stuff is there was actually quite a few, I'd say Chinese manufacturers up there that had big Demo. booths for just like the toy junk stuff, Andre. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, look, we can fly around here and we, we can, can hit do flips and, and push buttons and, and nothing you know, they get the big still. crowds that, you know, yeah. aren't real sure what, what all that is, you know, so uh, they had a quite a few of those up there high tech brought a lot of people off because they gave a plane away i know at noon yeah it was like a oh, swarm it? yeah there was people all over and they were giving out stuff free but boy they really brought the crowd in i'll tell you what yeah with that scheme yeah. <laughs> even even Stud's chair was doing like a a video oh of really the crowd that that brought in uh-huh. and that area or that section of the the expo so yeah huh hope that panned out for him though yeah <laughs> I didn't win the plane, unfortunately, but that's when I ran into the other Adam. I oh, caught, okay. I went and said hi to him. From RC Logger? Yes, yeah. yes. I don't know what he's been up to. He I said he'll be at Flight Fest. Oh, though, really? So I'll see him there. I said, you did a pretty amazing flying job with your heli when we was there last year. So yeah. I was impressed with his abilities. Right. Oh, I know who we ran into and talked to a little bit. Um, young guy named, was it Casey South? What was his name? No, um, um, Chad South. Chad South, that's right. Uh, he actually messaged me on, um, I think it was Instagram, maybe a few weeks ago. He sent a video, um, Andre, and he has a bicopter. Have you ever seen one of these? Bicopter? A so bicopter. He had, a, he had a, a motor in the front and a motor in the back. That was it. Huh. So anyway, uh, he had some videos, and I've seen it fly. And uh, he was at Flight Fest last year, and he's been working on some different uh, technology and just basically making it better because they're they're pretty well known not to fly very well. So he's been really working hard, and he actually brought his copter up and he had it on display uh, mm-hmm. there in the center, just letting people check it out and looking at it. And it was funny; we were walking by, and I glanced over and I t- told Adam, "I go, Adam, I I just was talking to this guy." You know, a couple weeks ago, that's his copter. I recognize it. And Adam looked and he goes, 
well, he lives right by me. That's Springfield, Ohio. He goes, it, you know, so pretty soon he, he come up, he recognized us, and uh, we, we chatted a little bit, and uh, he'll be at Flight Fest, and we, he was telling us the, the inner workings of the bicopter and what he's been doing, and I'll tell you what, I was, I was impressed, really impressed with what, what he's done and how he's been able to get that thing to fly. And some of the hard-to-acquire parts and stuff, too. That, and uh, he has something special for Flight Fest that hopefully he can bring. I'm not even going to reveal it, yeah. uh, but if he does get it working and brings it, I'll, I'll, I'll be completely Stop. blown away. <laughs> yeah. All I'm going to say is it is big. <laughs> um, so he's working on that and trying to get parts and, and things and get that going at a larger scale. But uh, nice, nice guy. Uh, passionate about, you know, trying different things, which yeah. I like. That That's what I like to see, you know, is uh, people just trying different things and working on it and getting it to work. So uh, we'll try to post. I got a couple, or you might have had a couple pictures of that, too. We'll post mm-hmm. those up in the, in the link or on the yeah, website. Yeah, I can send them to you. Yeah. So other than that, I think think that's probably about it that i can think of so and then we have some off topic stuff yeah what did bit. we have to, oh to talk got, about casey's uh, videos uh, too we, i know i gotta talk about uh my buddy oh eric. yeah eric okay too. andre oh, strap gosh. in was, because this I is was, gonna get good. i was laughing so hard listening to this <laughs> this guy cracks me up all right i have a friend of mine uh, I've, I've known for years uh i call him rc eric uh, he, he lives up out of Cleveland, and the funny story behind him and another gentleman friend of mine who actually just passed away recently, he had a, a bad bout with diabetes. Uh, we were all good friends. But anyway, uh, I talked to these, these guys for months on the RC car forums and got to know them real well and realized that they are from Cleveland, and we were like, hey, we need to all get together. There's six or seven guys up here and get together and run our cars and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, great. So... Long story short, I, I met him. Uh, fantastic guys. We formed a 5B RC club up there and ran our cars and blah, 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 and ran its course. I finally got out of that and went back into flying. Well, probably a couple, I'd say maybe two, three years ago, uh, he contacted me and he says, uh, Chris, I, I have been wanting to fly my entire life. And he said, I went to a field when I was a young kid, you know, uh, went to a flying club, wanted to get in, learn how to fly. They weren't very friendly. I didn't like it. Uh, he said, I seen a, a plane crash and completely, of course, back then it was, you know, when he was a kid, it was just all balsa stuff, hit the ground, completely disintegrate. And he said, it ruined me. Like I seen that and the way they were, you know, I was kind of treated. He's like, this, it just ruined him. He's yeah. like, I always wanted to fly my whole life, but it just completely Devastate. set him off. Yeah. So he's like, Chris, I, I want to fly. I just want to fly. And I'm like, well, come on down just just show up we'll pull some planes out we'll put you on the buddy cord you know we'll get you going and he was just all excited so we brought him down one day uh we put him on the trainer cord we tried some different things he, he had a great time i mean just an absolute ball he thought this was the best thing in the world and i said go buy a trainer you know come on down we'll help and this is way before the safe stuff or or anything like that so, and you have to understand, Eric, he's, uh, he's married, older guy, but has no kids, uh, has a good job, has money to spend. Trust me. So I get a phone call up and he says, Hey, I'm looking at these FMS warbirds, like these seven, oh. 1700 millimeter warbirds. And I'm like, Eric, no, 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 you, you, you <laughs> don't, don't buy it. You can't, you can't, you can't fly, fly it. Yet. Well, I've been practicing on the simulator and I've been getting pretty good. And you know, you, you got to understand he's like. I've been landing like five out of 10 times, you know? So I, I think I can do that. I'm like, 
five out of ten times isn't going to cut it when you're flying a giant warbird that flies like crap, you know? So he's on and on. I want a warbird. I want a warbird. So I get another phone call, and he goes, I got a warbird. I'm like, you bought – you." I, I'm trying to remember what was first. It was a P4, uh, the I think it was a 1400 millimeter FMS P47. He goes, I bought the P47. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do with that? Well, I'm going to bring it down to your house. <laughs> when you told me that he brings it down in the box. So th- that next weekend, he shows up, Andre, at my house with the P47 in the box. He goes, here you go. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He goes, you can build it and you can fly it. I'm like, what? What are you doing to <laughs> So we build this thing in my house. He's there with me, but he doesn't even, he says, I'm just going to watch you build it. And he so loves it. He just loves it. He says, this is the best thing in the world. I got a P47. So we can't build it. Yeah, can't fly it. Uh, we take him right down. I think we went to Aerotech that day. He bought a DX6i. We got some receivers and stuff. Went back, got this airplane together, took it out that day. I made it. Flew the daylights out of that thing. You know, we got a couple batteries. He, I don't think he ever flew it one time. He, he just had the biggest grin on his face watching this P-47 fly. So actually, he says, well, I can't fly. We'll just leave it at your house. So he left it at my house. That me. next week, he calls me, and he goes, hey, I just bought another one. I said, what? He, said, he says, yeah, I just bought a 1,400-millimeter P-51. I'm bringing it down, too. Doesn't even fly. He's so enticed with what's on the box and stuff and has to have it. So he comes back down. We do the P-51, same thing. I go out and fly. And the funny thing was uh, we pulled him out. Pat brought his little Park Zone P-51 out, the little uh, BL P-51, and we put him on the buddy box. I mean, he had such a ball. And, and again, it was about 50-50. Like, he'd get going. He could fly a little bit here and there, do some circuits, and then 50% of the time he was getting ready to auger it into the dirt or he lost orientation or he didn't know what he was doing. And I'm like, Eric, see, there's no way you could take this home by yourself. For one, find a place probably to fly this thing or somewhere around Cleveland. <laughs> and, you know, so after that, let's see, he bought the 1,400-millimeter uh, Trojan T-28. Right after that, brought that down. I think I had a video of that too. So we flew that all around. So needless, we you, you me, mean. okay, yeah, okay, me. So needless, You're getting to fly yeah. this guy, all this guy's planes. <laughs> so the the P fifty one and the P forty seven stayed at my house. He took the T twenty because the T twenty eight was actually the easiest one to fly, and I think he was actually going to try to give a go at that. Mm-hmm. So he took that home. Okay. Fast forward, probably a year later. Like, I'd talk to him every just a little bit here and there. He's like, I think I'm going to sell everything and get out of it. I'm like, really? He's yeah, I just don't have the time. I don't have the place. I don't have no way to fly, blah, blah, blah. So Wayne bought the T-28. I had the P-47. My other buddy, Pat Humbert, bought the P-51. So he was out. Fast forward to this year, probably about two months ago, I get another phone call from him. He says, Chris? I got the bug again. I want to start flying. <laughs> I said, okay, Eric, just listen to me. So we <laughs> went through the, <laughs> <laughs> we, we went through the whole spiel again. I said, Eric, they got, got fantastic technology Delta out. It's Ray called safe. I said, we have this thing called the Delta Ray. I said, we have this plane called the apprentice S. I, I was showing him videos. I'm talking to him. He's like, 
this is great. Yep, I up I, I agree with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some. I'm probably gonna buy the Apprentice S. But here again, he's on the Warbird kick. And I said, okay, buy the Apprentice S first. We'll get you going. I'll give you a few lessons. You should be good to go. So then he's seen the the uh, Corsair, right, with the safe system. He goes, Well, this has a safe system. I'm gonna buy this. I think I'd just I said, just wait. Just wait. Buy the buy the apprentice first. So fast forward to yesterday. We're in the middle of the uh, Toledo RC show. I get a text. It's Eric. RC Eric. Hey, are you guys, where are you at? Are you at the RC show? I'm like, yeah, we're here right now. Hey, do they got any 1,700 millimeter uh, FMS Warbirds up there? And I'm like, yeah, probably. But what do you want with that thing? Well, I just wanted to know if they had any. I was just curious. I go, did you get your trainer yet? Uh, Not yet. (laughs) 1,700 millimeter Warbird. Oh, uh, so needless you to say, up on batteries, yet, Chris? Huh? You stocked up on batteries for seventeen hundred millimeter Warbird? I think I might have a couple. So we go through the whole show. We leave. Oh my god! We're we're driving we're down the half highway, away halfway away. Ding! I get a message. Here's Eric RC Eric at the show with a seventeen hundred millimeter FMS P fifty one. He goes, I just bought it. He's, he's like next to his car yeah, with the box. Next to his car with it's his like giant his box. I'm like Eric, you're you're killing me, man. What are you doing? What you're just killing me? And you said he's gonna respond. How about that trainer? Yeah, or something. You don't think he's gonna get that message? Though. No. So. Funny thing was, is he did call me later that evening when I got home. I said, Eric, what are you doing? Don't fly that thing. He goes, man, I'm telling you, I've been on the simulator. I'm doing really good. I said, dude, do not fly that thing. (laughs) You're making it even funnier now. I said, what happened to the trainer? What are you doing? He goes, Chris, I'm telling you, I'm going to get the trainer. I'm getting the apprentice ass. I'll probably go this week and get it, and then you can help me. But I'm telling you, he's going to try. I know it. We've all been in that scenario. He's going to be on that simulator going, I think I can do this. I think I can do this. The simulators are like the ideal flying scenario. You never have that in the environment, especially around here. To put in perspective, that is a $460 airplane. (sighs) Right. That he got at the show for $299. So we oh, got okay. a really good deal. <laughs> was it two ninety nine or maybe it was three ninety nine? I don't remember. I don't. Either, way, either way, it's still a in a big, expensive airplane. Oh yeah. So another funny uh, story man, about him was, was that was I was laughing uh, so when he when he called that. me a while back and he wanted to get into this you know back into the flying thing. Of course, he's a huge car guy. I mean, this guy has everything you can imagine, car wise, truck wise, or whatever. And of course, what we talked about. Remember, when we were doing the new product stuff, and we were talking about Traxxas and how they brought out a quadcopter. And what oh, did yeah. I say? All these car guys are going to see this quadcopter in there and go, hmm. I like Traxxas. That looks kind of interesting. Let's buy one. So what did Eric do? He, he bought, bought the Traxxas, uh, what is it, Bye. the, the An- Anton or Anon or whatever that thing's called that we talked about it. So he called me up and he goes, Chris, I bought this quadcopter. It's a tra- it's Traxxas. It's, it looks you know it looks like a truck and I'm, I'm flying all around my yard and I'm cranking, you know, and he's just learning. He doesn't know anything. And I said, Eric, I said, do you know anything that's going on with the FAA and everything? He goes, what are you talking about? So I explained the whole FAA ordeal about registering and flying and everything, and he goes, I had no idea. And the funny thing is, is he lives probably about three miles away from Burke Lakefront Cleveland Airport. (laughs) 
And here's this guy has no clue what's going on. He's talking about how he's he's cranking this thing up and oh, flying yeah. all around his house and his neighborhood. So I'm telling him, I go, dude, you better put it on the ground, get registered, and be very be careful. careful. Or I said, doing, you might get yourself a fine a for twenty seven thousand five hundred dollars. And he's like, you're kidding me. You're kidding. I'm like, nope. So he had no idea, you uh. know. It's just funny. It'd be, I mean, I it'd love be horrible it. if they punish someone like that. Yeah, exactly. That it was a true scenario. Right, right. And they could. He, I mean, they could. Yeah, and he really had no idea, no clue. <laughs> I, I felt bad. I mean, I love Eric. He's a great guy doing anything Sounds for fun. you, but I just... How do you? What else can I do with the guy? What he's like a I, little kid at the candy he store, is. Right? and he's he, like, "Yeah, you gotta, I gotta have that." And that's you know, we, the warbirds, they're, they're so enticing. You and, know? And, and I'll never forget, we we we, we first got that P fifty one or P, was it the P forty seven first? And I'm flying. I mean, we just get the thing in the air. I'm trying to trim. I'm I'm already nervous because this is yeah, one of the biggest is, foamies I've flown. You know, back at that time, yeah. you know, this giant. Uh, you know, there's value and money, right? Right, there. and it is his plane. Uh, I mean, I just get the thing in the air not even trimmed out i'm already a little shaking he's like all right inverted i want to you know because we because he's been down before we were flying our plane my plane well i'm comfortable i'm inverted loops rolls i'm you know foot off the ground here i got this brand new giant (laughs) fms warbird he's like come on man roll it inverted let's low pass off the ground you know like no no (laughs) not to that level with this maiden yet (laughs) oh my gosh so that was my my little story with eric that that was yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I'll have to keep everybody updated and see if he actually buys a trainer, comes down, I get him some lessons. But he's he's just got to listen to me because I know it's going to happen. He's he, same thing kind of happened before. He's he's going to get frustrated, or he's going to he's going to ha- take one of those big warbirds and it's going to crash, and he's going he's going to get frustrated. I, I just know it. So I don't know. And it could be this one that he just bought. I hope not. Right I, I really hope best. not. Yeah. So, and then you you also I guess off topic when to discuss video. I got caught up on some videos. Maybe I'll talk since you talked your story. Yeah, go ahead. I got caught up on some Rotor Riot videos. I watched them last uh-huh. night, and I, I'll tell you they did one with uh, Dave Indusol. Uh huh. And I didn't get to watch it till was the last night. And they they're showing how they'd made this L type track pattern with okay, three, yeah, three I see that. Yep, yep. And uh. So he did his passes. I think it was like a minute thirty with the quad that they gave him uh-huh. or whatever. And, right. And everybody, I noticed in the comments, a lot of people wanted to see his try do that oh, same yeah, obstacle yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, that that's something we're gonna have to see in the future, maybe. But anyways, <laughs> I noticed at the end of the skit, Chad bends down to get the video. Oh yeah. And oh yes. <laughs> Pants rip. I'm laughing so hard at my computer monitor. I'm like, all I could think of was like a SpongeBob episode where his pants kept ripping and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was dying. And they didn't know that that happened. You know, they're right. still going on with their story. Like, what's so funny? And, uh, and the other guy, they got the smirking and stuff. But I thought that was really funny. That Just was that funny. little bit at the end, even. Yeah. But, uh, well, even David says right off the bat that the tricopter is not a good. Race, race, yeah, yeah, it's not really. But good it would, for that. but I, I, it I, be, I, I, that level, that's like true. his his level, even with the quad, I think it would have did a similar routine possibly. But and then I was watching the other rotorite video, and I'll tell you that that damn video where they're. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that I think one of the f- that was first Tommy. videos. Yeah, yeah they Tommy put out, was, and it's been a while. But I was yep. watching it again last. Oh, okay. I just you know it's it was pretty awesome for me to go back and review it again just yeah. to enjoy it. I just can't believe how they can decelerate so smoothly, I like know. going down that that hill like uh-huh. that and through that cattle chute right. type of 
Oh my gosh! I just thought that was phenomenal right. watching that video. Uh, the, the thing too, people may may not understand. Like if you've tried FPV or flown a small quad FPV or fly around, and then see what at those that, guys those do, speeds yeah, and, and do what they do, it is really, really, really yeah. impressive. Like you the, know, the ability to judge your descent rate and how close you are to the ground, but yeah. also to have that power on tap to be able yeah, to correct punch out a thing. Yeah. I was, I was actually, I, I, I broke out the HMB last week and it, it, and it was just, okay, I know I'm coming down and then I know, I know I have to give myself the lead time to get the motors, the, you know, the bite, the props, the bite so I can come back up. But I mean, like Dave That's, said, the power on demand, those things yeah. have is just And the phenomenal. smoothness of him decelerating like that. Uh-huh. I just couldn't believe how smooth that was. I know. Cause that's a tricky thing, at least for me, like quads that. Yeah. They got to be pretty finely tuned to do any type of deceleration. Right. And the crazy thing elevation, that, that, I mean. that uh, kind of blows my mind, too, is like if you're flying along and you kind of you, you decelerate, you're just kind of going straight down. Where those guys, yeah, like, it's, it's... It's like a smooth, angled, fluid yeah. type movement. I just... That's, um, that's unbelievable and to me. what will be curious, too, Andre, I don't know if you know. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say anything, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh David went home with a full, uh, I think it was a five-inch alien quad that he built while he was here. I mean, full-on oh. rotor riot setup. So I'm hoping he's got some time on. So next podcast when we do the mini review, I'd like to talk to him a little bit and sure. see if he's flown it and see what his get his opinion. And yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it'd be interesting. All right, should we? Uh, let's see. Want to talk a little of the uh, P4 now and a little bit of our uh, other video that uh, Andre and I have been. <laughs> addicted to here lately i don't know well on the last podcast we talked a little bit about the phantom four and i was kind of like yeah whatever it's just the phantom four but um now watching some more video doing a little bit more research obviously i know flight test has one here and hopefully we're going to get our hands on it um and and get a little review on it man they've they've stepped up their game you know the build quality how they've changed everything and the gimbal and the the videos i've seen and and it's impressive it really is for the money you can't beat it uh, i just wanted to kind of throw that out there uh that i am impressed with it you know the changes and what they've done and again hopefully we get our hands on it and we can r- really get a little bit more in depth on it you know compare the two right right side, side by side. side um but the big thing andre I, I don't know where to even start uh, Andre and I have kind of been a little addicted to a YouTuber called Casey Neistat. And <laughs> a- yes, slightly. Actually, I, I've watched his videos a long time ago. My kids found him. He's done quite a bit of stuff. Uh, he's a huge YouTuber, does a lot of goofy video stuff. My kids kind of like him, and they used to show me stuff. They're like, Dad, Dad, look at this. You think we could you know, build something or do it? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Well, the funny thing was when the P4 came out, I was trying to find some videos, you know, or, or actually before it was even released, uh, you know, once in a while you'll catch some uh, pre-production models or people, you know, they, they send out for marketing. And Casey's name came up, and I was like, okay, well, I, I've, I know this guy, and I've seen some of his stuff, so I'll, I'll watch this video. <laughs> I don't know how to take the guy sometimes, but here he is with a brand-new Phantom 4. He's from New York City. Uh, he was over in South Africa, fired up the Phantom 4 for the first time, and just goes, like, out and about, round, no testing, no nothing, no count, nothing. And here he is. It's kind of comical, and I'm screaming at my screen going, no, you should have calibrated. What are you doing? And it goes out of range. They lose signal. He's freaking out. 
He takes it to the beach. He's flying around. He he like hits return to home and then sets the controller down, lays on the ground, and they're looking around, looking for. I mean, just like stuff you shouldn't be, really be doing. You know what I mean? But I I have to say, and again, I don't know if he's just kind of goofing around. He's playing it off. But some of the shots he's been getting lately, you know, with the Phantom Four, uh, the stuff he's been doing it is unbelievable. Um, my big thing is Andre, and you can jump in here anytime or whatever is the guys from new york city mm-hmm. he travels all around the country and no matter where he goes he's got that phantom four um he also is uh, uh likes to ride skateboards or especially this thing called a boosted board which is an electric powered uh skateboard basically how many times we've seen him try to fly the phantom four and the boosted board if any nobody knows it has a hand controller so it's kind of like the old remember the old racetracks you know when you do the car slot slot car it kind of looks like that so you're squeezing a trigger you know so he has that plus the remote in his hand he doesn't have enough hands to really fly it and you see him out flying around trying to ride the boosted board getting some shots uh, he's he smashed it into a boat. I just I just watched one. Uh, was it last week that he was actually flying in Central Park? They were in the pond in in a rowboat. He was flying out of a rowboat, crashed it, landed into the water. Um, he's been around San Francisco with the thing. I'm trying to think of all the places I've I've seen him fly already, just with the Phantom Four. And I don't understand the guy has what over over 2.5 million million subscribers subscribers. he does a a video log daily uh it is kind of entertaining i again i started watching now i just can't get enough of the guy um but how is he not on somebody's radar for what he's been doing with this phantom not that i you know his stuff is phenomenal the shot again the shots he's been getting in my opinion has just been unbelievable and some of the places he he's been flying the shots he's been getting me personally i'm like there is no way i would even fire up my phantom and go do this i would just no way um but flying around new york city with his thing is blowing my mind andre my my favorite one uh, was the uh, the 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 South Africa trip where where they're climbing up the mountain. Yes, and, uh, they go all the way up, and and they're talking about how this is uh, um, you know such a, a tranquil pilgrimage kind of thing, <laughs> yes. and the tourists are all like, "Yeah, thanks," because he's like, "Yeah, we fired up the P four, and it's like you know a you know a like jet a, a jet a jet uh, blower, you know, yeah. or just flying around. So right. it wasn't tranquil anymore. Shots are fantastic, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anybody that's been around a Phantom, they, they them things are really noisy, you know. And even some of them shots he's he's been flying around these cities and has been low, like flying over just general you know people, like whether they're at the beach or walking down by the beach. Yeah, or I wa- don't know how he's not getting yeah. any type of a penalties or something thrown his way. Uh, it's unbelievable. And it, it, the New York City thing's really been blowing my mind. Like, I could yeah. see maybe throwing one video here and there or whatever, but... But it's stu- like every day he's up with the thing and it's wow. always with him. Yeah, and, and, you know, someone was saying, that, you know, people are, are commenting on the chat, but, yeah, he's an artist. Uh, but, yes, there are definitely some some issues. Uh, and 
who knows where it's going to go. But for now, eh, it's entertainment. Oh, it's definitely good entertainment. I love watching. But what gets me, though, like they they had the guy, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, and we talked about him last year, was a a guy in Florida that was flying around getting these beautiful shots and stuff of uh, like beaches and piers and stuff in Florida and just had his, uh, his own YouTube channel, was just having a good time, didn't do it for a business, no nothing. And the FAA sent him a cease and desist letter because he made two dollars off of YouTube, off his yeah. YouTube channel. When the guy's yeah. just out having fun, and you have this guy who's entertaining two point who's yes million yeah, yeah. millions daily. of people daily with a phantom daily in New York City, and he's not making any money. And, oh, he's making some <laughs> he's making some serious money. I yeah. I know for a fact he yeah, is. Yeah, how is this happening? Yes, how is he not on anybody's radio? Are or we haven't really heard anybody else really talking about it, or and don't get me wrong, I don't want to get the guy. I'm not here. No, we're to, not trying to no, get people in no, trouble. We're just astonished knowing the stories where people do get in trouble yes, for a lot lesser yes, things. That's all we're right. we're having a hard time understanding. Right, right. So I don't know. I'm going to continue on see what he does. I, um, the one Andre, I don't know if I, I might have sent you the link um, before he had the. The Phantom Four, he uh, was cruising around with a bebop. Yes, and he lost sync. I recording again. Oh. Okay, it's caught back up. Might have lost a little bit, so we'll backtrack here a little bit. So anyway, uh, we were talking about Casey Neistat. Um, before he had the Phantom Four, he uh, had a bebop drone, and he got on a rooftop in New York City. I think it was the top of his apartment. Um, and he was going to go capture this great sunset with this thing. And, of course, everybody knows that runs off of Wi-Fi. Now, I can't even imagine in New York City, thousands, actually probably millions of people, but thousands of people right around there with uh, all yeah. this Wi-Fi and all this interference going on, takes off of this bebop on this rooftop, gets out, was capturing some shots, and lost signal. Like, I don't know if it linked up to something else. Yeah, who knows? Here was this bebop drone, what, Andre, probably, I think he was 14 floors up. The yep. thing was 10 feet out. Like, he could almost reach out and touch it, and it just sat there in a hover. He couldn't do... <laughs> I was do, impressed with the hover. I was, I was too. Really impressed with the it, hover. It, it hung around for a good while. He couldn't do anything. He just kept trying to get it to link back up. He's looking at his phone. He finally, I think he set his phone down. He's just looking at the camera going, here I am just waiting. Let's see. Uh, we're 15 minutes in. We are still hovering 10 feet off the roof. There's nothing I can do. I'm waiting for the battery to die. Oh, my God. So, and again, he lucked out, got very lucky. The battery goes low. The thing goes into safe mode, and it gently goes down in between, misses everything in between the buildings, and lands right down on the ground. You have got in to be kidding me. In some dark alley. That yes. Is, you know what? My life is worth more than the Bebop at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, i got to watch some of that. You stuff. just look up Casey. Not, I mean, you'll watch a few and then go, like, oh, i got to watch Oh, i got to watch this. i got to watch it. And, you know. Unbelievable. Uh, Just unbelievable. Uh, hey, switch the camera. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got talking, forgot to switch it over. <laughs> I think people have been looking at me for like the last 20 minutes. Oh, that could be. That's very possible. Sorry. That's okay. I need a producer. If I get somebody down here to run, <laughs> run some cameras while I talk and check, make sure that everything's recording and uh, too much so, stuff. But on the P3, uh-huh. um, DJI dropped the price radically, and I've been 
really, really studying it. It was mm-hmm. a good excuse for me to study up. One of my friends, uh, Eric, who runs uh, his um, Maker Lab. Uh, no, I, sorry, I'm going to. I'll, I'll link in the YouTube uh, channel uh, and and content and into the story. But uh, he picked up a standard from Great Hobbies, and it was on okay. a fantastic price. And I that forced me to do a lot of uh, looking and getting details, the difference between the models. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm quite ready to drop in for an advance. Sorry, the the pro simply for the cost, um, but the advance seemed just right for me. It's got the 1080 camera, which is fine for my YouTube stuff, but it's got the uh, rather than the Wi-Fi style link for the video, it, it uses a light bridge. So basically, it's very much like your pro. Yep a slightly different camera or the 1080 camera. But the difference between the standard and the advanced is that the remote is better uh, and the camera, I can actually do filters on the camera. So there's Mm -hmm. some some slight nuances. Um, I didn't realize you can actually do, still get the, you can get a pro as well without the light bridge, but I don't see why you would do that. Yeah, I don't either. I really don't. So for me, the the Delta was okay. You know, four K camera would be awesome, but I can live with ten eighty. Sure. Up. So, so we'll, well see. Th- I'm really, really interested. Uh, you know, and see what happens um, Does, eventually. And uh, I believe you know. too, doesn't the um, oh the uh, advanced does to two point what is it two point seven K or something. Yeah, it's a 2K camera. Yeah, yeah 2K. So that, it's, it's, it's it's pretty decent. So I mean, I, if I if I was ever to pick one up, it probably would be the advanced. Eric Moreau is going to kill me for saying that because he's like, no, 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 pro, pro, pro. You want the 4K, but I'm like, ah, it's my budget. Right? Yeah, and so I, I am going to keep my eye out for used ones. And uh, I actually had a good conversation with Gary from from uh, Great Hobbies. He says, yeah, we'll keep you in mind and and let you know if if we see stuff because. Uh-huh. Uh, you know the Canadian suppliers are uh, have got them at, at an equally good price, or I'll look when I'm down in the U.S. But we'll see. I've got a bunch of projects in mind that I want to do, and this kind of wasn't on my radar. But all of a sudden, I'm like, "Well, this is now <laughs> affordable." Mm-hmm. I mean, I would pick up a standard, but I'm just sitting there going, "I think I would be, uh, I think I would regret it." I think that was my problem, especially two things like it. it it works off your 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 mobile device, but it's a Wi-Fi link. Where you know, with the the advanced and the pro, uh, I can sit there and uh, you know connect into my tablet through a USB. So you're you're getting a little better secure connection and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. So I'm just kind of curious. Of course, I'm always pushing you. Sometimes half joking, of course, you know. But I'm just like what what made you because i know we've talked about before you know i was trying to like oh andre you got to get this is great blah 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 so what made you kind of what tipped the hat over to you know really seriously looking into the phantoms well i mean Uh uh-oh don't bring that that thing's evil Uh, go away oh it's the monster um i do like the idea of getting some decent aerial photography, and uh, once the once the Phantom Threes kind of went into a more reasonable price, then mm-hmm. it, it's it's you know <laughs> this old thing, uh, it, it is more rational. Mm-hmm. And you know, I looked at this thing, this project that I built up, and I can't compete. None of us can compete. Even Flight Test said that. Remember yeah. the big project they tried? Yep, to, yep. You know, can you compete against the Phantom? And for the level of technology that you're getting, yeah, even for uh, on the standard, even for what is it, seven hundred Canadian now? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, which just means there's just going to be more flooding. But uh, I, my other issue too is at what point, like you, Chris, 
uh, we're almost like a single flying team because no, none of us can get together and actually shoot <laughs> uh, content uh, together, right? right? Yeah. So what am I going to do? Put the thing in the air and have two remotes on me? I mm-hmm. suppose I could train James to fly the thing for me. You know, just okay, just just press the land button, you know, <laughs> and go from there. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. Who knows, man? Who knows what the future is going to bring? Yeah. Uh, I'm just having fun with it. Uh, I know I've got some ideas of what I want to accomplish this year, so mm-hmm. we'll see, man. Yeah, and uh, for sure, when you get down here in May, I'm just going to hand you the the Phantom Three remote and say, "Here you oh, go, buddy." Do me in, yeah, so <laughs> have fun. You know, we'll pass the transmitter around, and you know, see I know when Chad first left me dry, fly his, I'm like, "Oh, how effortless!" I know for the quality it spoils you. Oh, oh does gosh. that thing spoil you? Wow. <laughs> well, Definitely it's just you know, I. I I always look at some way as how I'm going to um, advance myself in the hobby and just, you know, and take in a different angle and a different approach. And it's just another level where I can excel or just become an expert in doing something. It's just, and it's fun. I mean, I look at some of the stuff that you shot over the, when you did your little lake shots and mm-hmm. the mist and everything. And I'm just like, oh, so it's, uh, you know. Right, right, right. We're just big kids. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, and everything, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, so, well, that was weird. It's uh, you know, right, right, right. We're just big kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. that isn't what I wanted to do. Hang on, well, and uh, everything, and I'm just like, oh. hang on, sorry, well, nope, weird. nope, nope. Uh, you know, uh, let me turn right, down the right, volume. Right. Sorry, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just wanted to pull up some comments. I think we're just about done. Yeah. I mean, we've covered a lot of stuff. We've been in an hour and thirty six minutes. Um, but it's just going through the chat here, seeing if anybody had uh, any questions or anything we you know want to talk about or answer before we get off here. Um, one guy says a Phantom Three standard 2.7K camera was on sale on eBay for 3.99 a while back. Just a small batch. Wow, that's crazy. Um, uh, just reading some of the comments. No one has really taken a stand on using drones for YouTube money, especially Casey's level. Uh, does it need a 333 exemption? I think it, I actually think it does. Um, I, again, I don't know how he's getting away with what he's getting away with. Um, people on Reddit were very adamant about reporting him to the FAA. Well, there's some interesting comments here. Nice dad is really terrible for the hobby. Seems like a total douche. Yeah, I. You know what? I almost think that he's he doesn't really realize what he's doing, or is you know, I, if he, I think as big as he is, if he realized that the stuff he was doing was kind of illegal, I don't think he'd be doing it personally because I he could get in a lot of trouble, and I don't think he just realizes it. Uh, anything else you see on the comments? That's probably about it, huh? What do we do? Do we lose Andre? Oh, do I got to turn this volume back up? Uh, anything Hello? else you see on oh, the comments? Oh, you're still there. That's probably oh, about no. it. No, we were, I was filtering. Oh, sorry. Let me close this out here. No, no. we were, I was oh. filtering. Oh, I got to turn this off. <laughs> Dang thing. Let turn the sound off. Close this out here. You loop me. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know that's what right. I'm doing. I'm so computer alert. All right, we're back. Anyway, so I think that's about it. If we don't have any comments, we're going to get out of here. That was fun. It's good. You know, it's good. We haven't done this in so long. It's just good to get back in and just hang yep. out and chat yes. a little bit. 
Um, so real quick, um, let's see, we got coming up. We, obviously we have the tricopter hopefully mini review next podcast uh still been talking to dave we just haven't got things with me basically not so much dave but i do i know andre you talked just a little bit about um dave and comparing cameras and everything i want to get dave in here he's got all the cameras and he loves to compare everything i think it'd be fun to get in get him in here sit him down lay the cameras out on the table and talk about each one what's good what's not what he likes compare you know price different very good. yeah very good. and i think it's really good especially again there's so many different you know, gopro knockoffs out sure. there so if you're not looking for super great uh gopro hero for you know um quality you know and you can spend 50 60 bucks on a knockoff camera and get what you want to get and it's very comparable you know why not you why know? not save the money yeah yeah and use it for other things so hopefully we're going to do that soon um Trying to think what else we got a couple other reviews coming in. Hopefully, hopefully we get, we get some flying in with yes. in between the baseball stuff. Yeah, yeah, baseball too. starting up, but we're going to try to work around that a little bit. And uh, so it is what it is. <laughs> All right, man, we're going to get out of here. Uh, I'm, I'm winding down a little bit now. I was raring I to go I now. I had a lot to we, talk we about. We had a super long day yesterday. Like I come home, my wife, and then my wife says, I. Uh, I want to go to Menards. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so we went to Menards. I got home at like 9 o'clock last night. You know, I was just tired and got up early this morning. Well, so. I'm like, I was an idiot. I did elliptical before we went to the Toledo show. Right, you're right. So did like, you do it this oh, morning? My, you no. Were, oh, no. No workout for Mike this morning. Huh? <laughs> Maybe this evening, but I'm like, my legs were so sore. I'm like, oh, my gosh. We were on our feet uh. a lot. So anyway, we got our stuff to work. I don't know why it didn't work last time. This time it plugged in and everything worked great. So the only thing we didn't okay. get working yeah, was the TV. The, yeah, we couldn't find a remote. Hey, flight test guys, if you're listening or watching or whatever, <laughs> we can't find the, the remote, remote to, to the, the TV. TV. <laughs> Where did it go? Who took it home? Did someone put it in their pocket? We don't know. So I don't know what happened to that. Uh, so, oh, well, whatever. Um, so, But thanks for joining us. Hopefully we can keep this up and keep this going. We had fun. Uh, maybe we'll do a question and answer sometime soon, you know, with the chat. I'd like to do that too. Yes. Uh, thank you, Andre, for hanging out with us. Uh, hopefully no you enjoy your day and it's not too nasty up there. Yeah. I don't uh, think we'll be I flying think last today. Last time I checked, we were like minus 12 with like 35 kilometer hour gusts. So I'm not flying today. I'll probably work on a few projects. I got a few, uh, flight test birds to build and do some stuff with my family. Cause I was, you know, ignoring them having fun with RC stuff yesterday. <laughs> right, 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 right. So <laughs> maybe I'll finish off the build video of that big thing behind us. So, all right. Very Sounds good. good. All right. Thank, thank you guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for joining us. We'll see, see you again soon. And viewing. Bye.